0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and Coverage Match Limited by State Law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time.
1: What is going on, Bleeding Green Nation? Uh, That is not my thing. I don't usually say that. I don't know. It never comes across as quite genuine. Uh, Welcome to Don't Go to the Phones. This is a new podcast we're doing where we're going to make fun of all the dumb stuff that people say about sports. Uh, My name is Matt Daring. My name is Uh, Trevor Strunk. Yeah, with me is Trevor Strunk, just jumping in there. Yeah. um, <laughs> we're jazzed to be here. Uh, we're just uh, gonna come, kind of come along and, and try to do some of the funny stuff. I think, uh, I think a lot of people like when when I complain about what people write about sp- sports on the uh, on the Mothership podcast. So, you know, when John Barchard approached me, uh, he gave me he gave me a lot of money, uh, for this. I mean, we're talking we're talking a lot of money.
0: I mean, I, uh, I, I never have to work another day again
1: in my life. This is <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is unbelievable. Right. <laughs> my girlfriend buys my groceries. Anyway, uh, we're here. Um, John asked us if we wanted to sort of spin this off and talk about, you know, the the dumb nonsense that happens in sports. Uh, so, yeah, we said, sure, we let it the opportunity. Um, and, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to have Trevor here. Yeah. Funny guy. Uh, we're just uh, – we're going to try to do a good job here. So, yeah. Um, I think that's that's pretty much it. I don't know. Do you have anything to add, Trevor?
0: No, I mean, other than to say that this is kind of the perfect podcast because you never run out of material. Um, Someone is always saying something stupid about sports.
1: Yeah, that's 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 definitely true. I mean, and I guess you can blame it on the 24-hour sports news cycle, which is absurd, but you know, you get these guys and and look, I think a lot of these guys are are professionals and a lot of these guys have had a lot of head injuries. So you get you get both <laughs> of those things, but either way, I mean, you know, a lot is said about sports during the day and thank God we have stuff like social media, we have stuff like clip it, you know. Yeah. Nothing nothing really gets past you. So so you know, when people when somebody says something, you know, pretty dumb and Look, if you talk for 10 hours, God knows I've done it. you talk for 10 hours, you're bound to say a lot of stupid stuff. Uh, And so we're here to catch it. We're here to catch all that stuff that falls through the cracks and and not necessarily taking people to task because that seems sort of mean. But, you know, having a laugh at their expense, I think that sounds much less mean. Yeah,
0: you you know, I mean, I don't don't think we're going to be taking anyone we, you know, just follow on Twitter and making fun of them necessarily unless you say something really terrible. But, um, you know, just like it doesn't matter if we take down someone like, you know, Edward or something like that. They probably deserve it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that guy. Oh, boy. I don't know. That guy. I've never, I don't know if he just covers Dallas. Anyway, who knows? Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I think, uh, so, the, I mean, that's, that's sort of, that's sort of what brought us here. So uh, we've got some funny stuff planned for you. Um, we sort of dabbled with doing skits and little set pieces and stuff like that in the podcast in the past, but, you know, it never really fits all that well. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, before we weren't getting paid the big bucks for it. So, you know, I think we're going to try to bring you some of that here. Um, and now we have like but, a full
0: fledged studio. We, you know, we have interns. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. We've got, um, that's team. right. We have, we, we actually poached Philip, the intern from Rights to Ricky Sanchez. Right. He's uh, ours now. He's, he's ours now. Yeah. <laughs> And we're working on bringing Kristen over as well, and both of those people are definitely very, very real. Oh, and they're hard workers. So, and they're hard workers, so we're happy to have them aboard. But uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I just hope that you know, each week we're gonna try to we're gonna try to work a little bit topical. But you know, there's enough sort of stuff out there that bothers me and that bothers Trevor that we're gonna just try to sort of speak speak broadly. Oh, yeah. uh, so I think that's a, I think that's a good segue into a uh, first thing that we we're gonna talk about. Uh, so this is episode one, uh, in case you were not clear, the, uh, it is not the first annual, it is the inaugural episode. Right, right. Uh, when we reboot so, the
0: podcast for better sales, it'll be the, the <laughs> spectacular right. don't go to the phones. Uh, one, yeah, the yeah.
1: new don't go to the phones. Crystal don't go to the phones. Um, <laughs> don't, don't go to the phones. Limerita. Yeah, was- um, <laughs> so, so I think that one thing that's just been sticking out to me for like a while now has been this, uh. This idea that, that there's like this strange cult of personality that surrounds like front office guys. Yeah, absolutely. Like These guys are some some sort of, you know, titan of industry, some sort of genius leader of men, builder of, you know, great works. And I don't know. It's – to me the whole thing seems sort of stupid because like look, a lot of these, times these guys are out of a job in three years or they've just – you know, in, in a lot of cases they've just really made fools of themselves – pretty promptly. I mean there's there is a lot of that and you know, one thing or another could be happening, either it's ownership or, you know, whatever. But look, I mean, I don't think any of these guys are like super geniuses. What these guys are is these guys are, you know, probably pretty good at what they do. Uh a lot of times they're just like lawyers or something, you know, and, right. and I don't know how many of you know lawyers, but like, yeesh.
0: And um <laughs> That's like our entire listener base. You, got <sighs> it. you gotta
1: you that out. <laughs> yeah, seriously somebody's like I can't believe I'm billing for this. Anyway, um so 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 I don't think these guys are like these these like captains these geniuses these like you know unique visionaries especially because I don't know there's like probably like seven or eight pretty good ones like I don't know Right, and, sure. And a bunch more, a bunch more coming down the pipe. It just, it just doesn't really hold any water to me. Uh, so I think it's really funny when you find these national guys, and I think we know why this is. But you know, a lot of times national writers will, will really carry water for one of them or another. And we've made fun of it at various times. It's because they're friends,
0: um, you know. It's like you get he, your sources he, from someone, and and, and, all they, of a sudden. and
1: they, they slip a lot of people a lot of stuff. And yeah, I, I definitely remember hearing one story about. Um, uh, One, one like high-placed personnel, uh, uh, front office guy, being really mad that one person got a scoop instead of another person. And it's just, and like, that's the sort of game that these guys are playing. And look, again, I don't really want to denigrate these guys because I know that they work hard and I know that the front office people work hard too. But like, I don't know. I think I could just sum it up by saying, give me a break, right? Like, (laughs) just just give it a rest. It's so, it's so like tacky. It's awful. It's gauche. It's just. So stupid for me to just, you know, you boot up Twitter and it's like, can you believe, can you believe what this guy has accomplished? Like, yeah, he paid a bunch of guys a bunch of money he and they all took the money. Like, did it again, he did yeah, it again. So, like, you know, and you know, just talk about like, yeah, sure, sustained success. And, and I guess I can't really argue with some sustained success, but you know, all the same, just give me a break. I mean, these guys are just. They're just people.
0: Well, you know, it's it's it, it, it ties into this whole uh, sort of worship we have for CEOs and stuff like that. You know, there was a there was a tweet making the rounds. I can't even remember who made it, but a tweet people were making fun of. Uh, maybe you saw it. I don't know if you spend any time on Twitter. Um, Twitter, Twitter, yeah. Uh-huh. You 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 have an account, but I don't think you log in very often. Um, but it's a uh, there's a it was a tweet that said, um, you know, who was it? It was a uh, Steve Jobs. Picasso and Walt Disney are, are no longer with us. Name one person yeah, the, who you can put big, in their shoes. The big three right yeah, there. Yeah. And you're Steve thinking Job, like, yeah. God, I mean, come on, you know, of course, like you think about artists and, and you count Picasso and Walt Disney in that, in that category, but then you like, think like Steve jobs. I mean, you know, I'm sure he's a smart guy and smarter than I am, but he's just like a CEO. Why would you care? Like it just, it doesn't. And it's the same thing with GMs. you know, like you see it in baseball, but you see even even more in football, the sort of, you know, emotional intelligence or, or ability to, 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 to know something about, you know, what it takes or who's, who's going to make it. And it's just, it's so, it's, it's so tacky. Like you said, it's so, so syrupy and ridiculous that I think like it's impossible not to get mad about it.
1: And it's pretty hard to take too, considering, you know, like I said, like a lot of times this is done, you know, I don't know if the sunshine pumping is like an exact quid pro quo. I, I would sort of tend to think that it, probably isn't that bad because that seems that seems pretty bad to me. But, mm-hmm. You know, this this whole thing that like I mean, these are people like like dude, you're talking you're talking about what a genius, you know, uh Ryan grigson is and <laughs> I know you've just been texting with him. Like right. I know you have. Like I don't well, know you if know, it it was it's like just in the last 15 minutes, but it's, it's definitely in the last day or so. Like these guys check in
0: with these guys constantly. So, you know, well, when it's you it's tough. I mean, it's like it's like, you know, If, if, you know, we're friends and if I, you know, it would be like if you suddenly got a, got a position in like a field I was critiquing and like, you know, I had to, I talk with you every day and all of a sudden I have to be objective about your last, you know, you know, product you made or like software that you, you coded or whatever. And yeah, all of a sudden, whatever it is I do. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like, I'm like, (laughs) well, you know what? Like there are some problems, but I really like Matt. So I'm just going to like, I'm going to gloss over those and talk about the good stuff. And then add in the fact that not only are these guys friendly, but then, like, they also, you know, basically control their livelihood. It's not really a surprise.
1: Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and of course, you know, it's never like, look, I, I know, you know, Ryan Grigson works hard. Right. He tries really hard, and he's very nice. It's always like, this guy... He, you know, it's always it always has to be something substantive. I guess that's where I think it draws the line. but you know, either way, I think that, um, I don't know, just a lot of it sort of borders on this like strange sort of adulation. And like I said, I mean, I don't think that necessarily that these people like actually really admire and adore these random front office types. but I also think that there is there is something to that, you know that 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 these guys. Um, maybe these guys don't do it, but like that stuff really trickles down. I mean, you see it like there is, this is like, has far reaching public perception.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know, just thinking about, uh, you know, does anybody want to work with Howie Roseman or, um, I mean, just everything that anybody can say about Bill Belichick and everybody, everybody agrees that, that he, right. And then, um, right. Like, uh, and, and, uh, God. Uh, Schneider's from Green Bay. But, you know, guys like that, like, you're yeah. just talking about, like, oh my God, like, this guy, you know, he, like, used to sit in the same room as Ron Wolf and let his eyes glaze over. Like, what a genius. <laughs> you know, like, the same thing that we all do at work. Right, you know, sure. Yeah. The lawyers are like, I don't do that. Anyway. <laughs> oh, no, um,
0: boy. Don't offend the lawyers again. We have three strikes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but really, though, I mean, it just, it just borders on this, like, it's just this strange sort of adulation, and like I said, I think it has it has these far reaching consequences. Like, like these guys who get like good stuff written about them, and like what position is like Jason La Canfora in to Like, really talk about what he knows about Howie Roseman? I mean, what position are any of us in? But right. like, really, like you know, these guys are like the this is the shady back office dealings. This isn't like you know anything public it's not like uh, howie rosen punched me in a nightclub or whatever like these are like very much like stuff that we're just not privy to so yeah it just seems funny to me to see these guys just out there running their mouths and 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 i don't know well, but we all play into
0: it because we debate whether or not it's you know legitimate or illegitimate or merited. yeah yeah
1: that's a good point and of course it all just lines up with what we how we want it to be but i think that's another conversation for a different day <laughs> yeah um, but so, so I guess where we were going with this is that, um,
0: wait, wait, I have a perfect I, I, segue. Matt, would you say, uh, these GMs have, uh, have fans? Would you say they uh, have fans?
1: Yes, I would.
0: <laughs> you know what I like to think? What if, uh, what this podcast, <laughs> this podcast proposes is what if those fans were to write a little, a fan fiction about their favorite yeah, and- GMs?
1: And so, yeah, that's a great segue. uh, That's why I always go to Midas Muffler.
0: Um, Hey, Matt, you know what else is really annoying? What's that? Going to the post
1: office. (laughs) Oh, man, I love that. Um, And, of course, we are not sponsored by Stamps.com, but if we were sponsored by Stamps.com, we would recommend going to Stamps.com and using promo code, let's say, green.
0: Yeah. And, Let's you know, if they, works. if if we were in fact sponsored by stamps.com, we'd tell you me- measuring and weighing your mail is very annoying. But stamps.com provides you with a free scale. You got
1: to go wait in line. You got to go and Ugh. see all the hardworking Ugh. people at the post office Terrible. who hate your guts. Stamps.com, all oh, that's taken out of the equation. Yeah.
0: You, you, those people lose their jobs.
1: All right. So, so our fake sponsor break is over. Um, yeah, i so so this is probably going to be the inaugural version of this. Uh, and I feel like we'll probably come back to this quite oh, a bit yeah, because, absolutely. because inspiration for this kind of crap is everywhere. But um, yeah, these these guys we we decided we'd just whip up some front office fan fiction, which we we take popular and and well-loved front office figures. and. Uh, other figures, I guess, because I guess yours is called Chip, so I'm guessing it's not just front office
0: There is a chip. Well, you know, you never know how much power does it have. Well,
1: yeah, I don't don't know, I don't know. So, um...
0: um, So who's going to read first? Do you want me to read yours first? Do you think think yours has the juice?
1: Um... No, mine does not have the juice. Mine's terrible, but that's okay. Mm. So so I, I guess the other thing is that um, uh, I just want to get out of the way here is that the format we envisioned for this was that we would both write up some really strange stuff, and then we'd send them to each other, and we'd read them cold. So I'm just pulling this up for the first time. Yep. Uh, I've never seen the before. never read mine either. Uh, I whipped up two short stories, which I, one of which I hope will leave you intrigued, and the other, which I hope, uh, I don't even remember what I did with it. But anyway, <laughs> hopefully hopefully these these tickle your funny bones. So
0: uh, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. All right. So first one, uh, I bet you can guess what, who this is about. It is called Ozzy Does It Again. Ozzy woke with a start, drenched in sweat, or, or was it? Oh, God. Not again. Blood everywhere. It didn't take long to find out where it came from. There he was in the bathtub. Ozzy didn't recognize the guy this time. That seemed to depend. Last time, it was the valet from the Indianapolis Hilton. The time before that had been the guy next to him on the plane. Before that, it was two strangers, or... Was it three? (laughs) Either way, it was hard to find a pattern. First, he needed to figure out all the important questions. Who was doing this to him? Was it him all along? No. He couldn't allow himself to think like that. And besides... The Red Robin waiter from Palm Beach was definitely killed by someone left-handed. He hoped. One thing was for sure: he wasn't going to give up. He was going to get to the bottom of this. He's Ozzy F. In Newsom, and he is not a quitter. <laughs> That's
1: really yeah, good. So, so <laughs> uh, I hope that uh, I hope that uh, it's going to it's going to get us several see me after classes. I bet. Yeah, but, no,
0: um, you're gonna you're gonna have to see the teacher I, uh, and the counselor.
1: Just, I just, just hope that everyone would be a little intrigued by the story of it's good. Ozzie Newsom as it keeps being around these suspicious murders and oh, can't I figure think, out who's doing
0: it. I think you're going to get a call from a publisher. I think you're good. This is your book deal, man. You got <laughs> it's it. It's all
1: happening. All
0: right. So the, uh, do, you wanna do you want to intersperse? Me- oh, yeah, yeah let's why do why it. Do let's
1: one? alternate. All right. Uh, these three dots, are they the divider?
0: Yeah. So the first they don't have titles.
1: All right. Oh, it's too bad. Yeah. Uh, Chip, I said softly, Mr. Kelly, you're going to miss your flight. <laughs> Chip Kelly, coast of the San Francisco 49ers, would have been able to wake up any second he chose, thanks to a brand new clock he invented for him by the best disruptors in the San Francisco area. It was all his design, though, because Chip is a big ideas guy. Press a time in the clock and be sure to get up. <laughs> Brilliant simplicity. Except Chip didn't want to wake up this morning. He knew he'd need his sleep, and there was nothing more important to sleep than sleep to a healthy body. Please, I need the extra 73 minutes, he pleaded. But I stood firm. I'm sorry, Mr. Kelly. I know you're an innovator that needs his rest, but the United States needs you. (laughs) But I'm about to hop a plane to play the Philadelphia Eagles, and I really need to sleep prep for it. I'm afraid you won't be taking that flight, sir, I said, knowing that if he wanted to, he could use one of the 50 plans he'd worked up already in his gear-spinning mind of a genius to take me out. I was only here by his mercy. Literally know the same was true the other way around. Ooh, I like it. Well, yeah. Who the hell are you, pal? Kelly asked, his normal, jo- his normally jovial demeanor turning harsh, as if I was a player who'd stayed out till 10.05. Mr. Kelly, I'm the President of the United States. And I know the 49ers need you, but your country needs the smartest man in the room even more. I'll explain on the way. Hang on, Kelly snapped. He picked up an ankle monitor connected to the leads to his heart and brain. Can't be too careful with analytics. I assume you'll have a smoothie maker on the plane. I did. <laughs> That was good. There's dialogue. Thanks, I, uh, yeah. I didn't occur to me to put dialogue in mine. Well, you know. I'm just, I'm just glad this went better than the plays I wrote in my playwriting class in college, which were all about divorce. Oh, no. And the teacher was like, is everything okay? And I was like, yeah, why?
0: <laughs> divorce is the central drama of our life. You know? Yeah,
1: I don't know. My parents are still together. I was just like, this would be interesting. And little did I know, I wrote like seven plays about it, hmm. and none of them were any good.
0: Well, you were you were 15.
1: <laughs> right. Moving on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, D- Danny Ainge's big night. Danny Ainge, <laughs> the smile, the smiling, the smiling bandit. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lights, camera, Ainge. Reads the sign Danny keeps above his bathroom mirror. Out in his garage, it says, "Never forget you're a star." Just above his parking space, that one was a birthday gift from his wife, and it was not cheap. Before he leaves, he reads it out loud and puts on his biggest smile. That's a new addition since listening to a TED talk on it. The power of the smile, it was called, by a nice sociology professor. Something like that. Either way, Dan didn't need a reminder today. Today is his big day. It's time to shine. And he would not be disappointed. He knows that no matter what happens, he'd be wearing a big smile at the end of the night. That's what he learned over the years. What he does doesn't matter, but the smile? Oh, that smile, it matters. It matters a lot. (laughs) This is going to be one hell of an improv (laughs) class. You got me there. You surprised me. Yeah, yeah. It's a big twist. I bet you thought I was talking about something else. I thought, oh wow. Well, you know what? You, I think all of our listeners know what the big night is for Danny Ainge.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so actually, uh, that's good. It's good that we did this in this order. I um, that was what sort of put me onto this because uh, let me see if I can find. It. I think it's by Mark Spears. Um, yeah,
0: hold on. I can. I, I definitely. I had it up just a second ago. I can find it too. Uh,
1: uh, it's amazing to see our process.
0: Yeah. We're going to we're going to our our uh, our special archive that only we have. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, it is by Jeff Goodman.
1: Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Danny
0: Ainge just walked into the garden with a huge smile. He looked confident, and should based on his track record of draft night deals.
1: Yeah. yeah, like so. Can anybody out there in listener land explain to me the difference between that tweet and the story that Trevor just read? Because I, I, I would love to hear it because that is some straight up bullshit. Sorry, sorry, dads.
0: I like, um, I like that. Your, your, at least in my search, I don't know. I don't think yours would go the same way. But in my search, your tweet is just above Goodman's, and it just says <laughs> Danny Ainge walked into the guard with a huge smile. This is the biggest audition of his life, and he is going to nail it, which is. <laughs> The exact same thing, yeah. Like really, though.
1: Like he's just like, like here I am. I'm smiling. Like who? Knows? And then you come away with like Jalen Brown and three European guys. So like I don't know, but but goddamn, if he wasn't
0: smiling, you know uh, what? Jalen Brown's gonna be the best pick of that draft because Danny Ainge knows. Danny
1: Ainge did it. Yeah, yeah, and so I mean, yeah, and I think that's I think that's pretty much it. Like we we talk about these guys, like they. uh they do the right things because of who they are, right? right like right. like at some point we've messed up this causality, you know, and I guess you could probably call it the benefit of the doubt. And I, and I certainly understand that. Um, I guess I wish it just was talked about less in general. But, uh, you know, you just talk about these guys like they aren't um, – they aren't good because they're right. You know, they're right because they're good. Right. That's right. Good so right in other right. words, yeah. in other words, you have these these good teams, and whatever they do, they're like, you know what? That was a good call. How do you know they won the Super Bowl last year? Like, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> you know, I don't think that's how things work. I mean, I guess you might say that successful teams are more likely to sustain that success, but even then, I mean, there's a decent amount of evidence that shows that sooner or later they don't.
0: It's like that uh, uh, I, that list that had Howie Roseman as the worst GM in, in football, and uh, uh, Elway is the best. Because they won the Super right. Bowl,
1: right? And it's like, yeah, you know, and you know, Howie Roseman know. just had to claw back his job. I mean, so so like, and, and none of that is like really based on any sort of you know objective truth. It's more just like, well, here, well, so what's the deal with Howie Roseman? Oh, like he's like kind of on the outs. Oh, okay, well, let's put him last. What's the deal, with John Elway? Super Bowl baby! Oh yes, you know, like that's it. It's got, that's really what we're that's really what we're killer talking quarterbacks. about. And like, and anyway, I mean, John Elway's got seems like he's got sort of a shitty reputation for dealing with his players, but
0: got a nice smile, man. Yeah,
1: he does. He's got a big old forehead. Big
0: old chompers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, if you're interested Um, in
0: reputations, I think you're really going to like my next story.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yes. All right. There was a problem, and Cardinals general manager John Muzeliak knew it. The heat shouldn't be this high, even an August afternoon game. It wasn't the scorching sounds of the St. Louis... Sam Samba Ensemble, <laughs> Samba Ensemble, Samba Ensemble. Yeah, I, uh, that was that
0: was a pun I made that I knew you'd trip over. Yeah, sorry.
1: <laughs> same, I, was war- I was warned. The St. Louis Samba Ensemble, either. Though we did make a mental note as they rocked and rolled. He was an efficient man, and he was also a class act. He began to come up with explanations for the heat. He simultaneously started sending out Polaroid headshots of himself with Lubrock to the Samba Ensemble. Who sends Polaroids anymore? The Cardinals do because they remember what it means to be a good shepherd for their fans. I stand for the fans, John whispered quietly. May they be rewarded. May they reward me in Valhalla, a little mantra he'd made up. Maybe the best in baseball, but to him a pretty mediocre one. <laughs> he clicked his nail against the thermostat. Nothing. He put the stadium's cooling system in a little literal overdrive, and still nothing. He wished he was surprised. When you had a packed stadium, it got hot. John Mozyliak knew physics as well as he knew player acquisition, and he told himself everyone knew how well he knew that. (laughs) The team was too popular, though, and overcrowding. Well, that should be expected. What was he to do? How do you make less people? What would his hero, John Mozyliak, do here? Less people. The words hit his mouth like a thunderbolt. Less people. It was so obvious. But how? What could work? In what way could he best use his natural leverage as a thought influencer, businessman, and throwback good guy GM? A lottery. We'll kill five opposing fans an inning. Their families will get free t-shirts. My god, it's perfect. The press agreed.
0: Ooh, chilling. Yeah, well, he's uh, a... Most of these guys, I think, you know, I guess this is getting too serious, but most of these guys are probably, you know, terrible sociopaths. Um,
1: Yeah, and I definitely think that 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 sort of and, well, I don't know. We could talk about that. Do you, do you think that that is part of it? You know, we just said, like, sooner or later, a lot of the stuff sort of comes up. Oh, yeah. It comes, comes back on them. And I just wonder, like, you know, is the sociopath thing, like, do you just more or less stay around long enough that you start to become, like, distrusted or hated?
0: I think, I mean, I think, like, half of the way you are good as a GM is you make terribly risky decisions constantly. And you hope that, I don't know, a third of them work out and the third that work out are like most, you know, are the splashy ones as opposed to the ones people forget. So like, you know, on a certain level, that kind of high pressure, low reward uh, um, career, I think you can only do it if you have like no sense of the world outside of your own self as a compass or else you go insane.
1: Yeah, I I actually think the perfect example that just happened this week, um, which was the Chiefs. And uh, our good friend Andy Reid, mm-hmm. although he's not he's not in charge over there. That is um, John Something. Uh, they extended Eric Fisher. They gave Eric Fisher like this big mega deal. Wow. But here, so here's the problem though is Eric Fisher isn't very good. No, he's terrible. Right. So you know, and maybe they're thinking, well, he's you know he's on the up and up, and like maybe I wow, I don't know. I haven't watched him practice. Year? Maybe. Uh, yeah, he was benched, he was moved to guard. He was like, you know, so and then, and then just to go from that to like, that's a big bounce back, that's a bounce back. I'd like, Um, I wish I
0: could do a terrible job and get a raise, get a bunch of money. But so, oh, wait, that was this podcast for us,
1: (laughs) that's right, yeah, (laughs) 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 said, says the new independently wealthy podcasters. (laughs) Um, so, uh, yeah, and I think that when you talk about like, okay, so Eric Fisher, right, number one pick in the draft, kind of disappointing. Um, A very disappointing draft and you think of the the top couple of guys there and, you know, the Lane Johnson situation, I don't know, I'm not going to bore you guys with what I think about that, but suffice to say it's bad, but, you know, just not a very good draft. And so Chiefs picked first, they picked Eric Fisher, he's been okay, like sort of in to okay to to kind of bad, like, you know, all over the place, but like certainly not like some $60 million man, like he's just got paid, but... What happens is that this GM, the same GM who, who made the decision to to make him, you know, the number one overall pick, despite the despite the raw label, despite the Central Michigan thing, despite all of that, <laughs> the the same guy has this has this power to like uh, validate his own decision right. by giving him a big contract. And so, you know, when you're looking at it, you you know, you might say like, well, look, Eric Fisher, he, you know, maybe PFF doesn't like him, maybe you know this other place doesn't like him, but I still so like look. Him he got $60 million. Like they don't just give that to just anybody, right? you know? And there's like a certain, like, I don't know if it's blind leading the blind or whatever it is, but you know, the, when, when you sort of give the GM the power to validate their own decisions, especially if ownership is hands off, um, I don't know, like you just sort of like this guy's just he's just over here and he's just like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. Eric Fisher's amazing. Where's my proof? Look at the contract he just got (laughs) also from me. Yeah,
0: it's a massive feedback loop, too, because you're validated by the fact that or you're not validated, but your job is secured by the fact that you are good at your job. And so if the if you can convince people that you're good at your job by doubling down on the thing that you just did you basically could just keep betting on yourself and you use, you know, breathless reporters as, as the credit that the house gives you. I mean, right. you could just, I mean, I don't know if Ozzie, Ozzie Smith is supposed to be the best GM in football. I can't like, I some, Ozzie Newsom. Oh, excuse me. Ozzie Newsom. Ozzie Smith is supposed to be the shortstop in baseball. In um, Baseball. Right. Yeah. Ozzie, Ozzie, Ozzie Newsom is the best GM in football. Um, But, you know, you just, you think about like, have the Ravens really drafted that? Well, I, not recently, uh, you know, but he, he still gets the he still gets that title. So you know he could keep drafting crazily for the next twenty years, and when he next hits on his big guy, because everyone will at one point or another, it'll if he does it again.
1: <clears throat> yeah, and talk to me when Brashad Perryman still isn't practicing, or talk to me when Matt Elam hits the streets. This, uh, I mean, what it's August already. Does he make it? Th- does he last the month? It's awful. Yeah, you and know, know uh, oh, uh,
0: Talley is is hurt again. Like yeah,
1: and. God, they had that uh, that linebacker. I wasn't Ogletree, it was the other one. Oh, it was um Arthur Brown, wasn't he theirs? Yeah, I think he
0: was. Well, yeah, he was a big draft darling too.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then right. Pff, barely plays game day and active, healthy and active, all that crap. Like not not good, you know, not good, buddy. No. So, whatever. And and again, I don't really think that like like look, I don't think Ozzy Newsom is like bad at his job, but like come on you know just give me a break I, th- I think that's really my thesis statement here is just give me a break like these guys are just guys they're just like business guys or they're just you know right. football guys or whatever and they're they're going to make mistakes like these aren't some like these are not like the, the like sports idols that you're looking for it's like they're just they're just dudes who who i guess smile in public
0: it's a really that's a that's a good place to stop because i think you you nailed it They're guys who smile in public just yeah. you know i'm not i'm not trying to say anything you know, this isn't this isn't uh, meant to be libellous or, or uh, slanderous or anything like that. But uh, yeah, to all, to all the lawyers
1: listening, yes. you know who
0: else smiles in public? The serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh
1: my God! Let's keep that serial killers. Serial killers have a mother's love.
0: They, Aw. they do. Um, so Ted Bundy's uh, mom said that. Right. That's right.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. So okay. So I, I guess we're gonna finish things up by. Uh, this is a segment we want we wanted to keep bringing back as well, and this one we'll try to we'll try to do every week. And uh, by the way, folks, um, this is a new podcast. If you don't like the format, if you do like the format, if you want me to shut up, if you want Trevor to shut up, you know, just let us know. You can tweet me. Uh, I'm at oh well and he is at Uh You could tweet at John because. Uh, John Barchard at John Barchard. Um, but you know, we're, we're excited to be here, but we wanted to uh, we wanted to wrap things up by giving our bad take of the week.
0: Yeah, uh, and actually, uh, uh, Matt, I am going to call an audible on you because I was mm-hmm. going to talk about Heath Evans and his, uh, his declaration that the Eagles defense was going to be magical. Um, uh-huh. But then I remembered, actually, the real bad take of the week um, was by Ed Werder, who I made fun of at the beginning of the podcast, and then I remembered why I was making fun of him. Um, Ed Werder... Uh, Earlier, I think maybe yesterday, uh, tweeted about the retiring Prince Fielder. Prince Fielder, who, if you don't know, uh, first baseman for the Texas Rangers, uh, retiring because of two consecutive neck surgeries, can't play baseball anymore, uh, but being paid quite a handsome contract, $24 million in the next four years, uh, every year, so he's he's set. Um, so Werder tweeted out, um, Dallas firefighters and policemen can't afford a raise, but Prince Fielder is being paid. $24 million a year. What's wrong with this picture? Something along those lines.
1: Yeah, that's it. There it is. It's a rough uh, hashtag, take. Hashtag Dallas police and firefighters can't get city to provide a raise. That's true. Yeah. Princefield are guaranteed $24 million each of the next four years, even as he retires. That is also true. Uh, yeah, that's a that you're right. That's an all-timer, too. I mean,
0: oh, yeah. That's, no, I had to uh, say why, it because it was uh, just amazing.
1: <laughs> you know what's really sad? Why do you drive on a parkway? <laughs> <laughs> and you park right. on a driveway, you know. I just don't get it. I just don't. And, and another thing,
0: hey, you know what? Matt?
1: Stuff costs too much. I mean, that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, okay.
0: maybe once the air force has to hold a big sale instead of teachers, uh, maybe then we'll be in a better situation.
1: <laughs> yeah, seriously like what is this what is this random like like oh, prince fielder is going to donate his 24 million dollars and i probably won't actually cover that much because i bet dallas employs a
0: lot of police and oh, firefighters yeah it's so a, i'm gonna guess that it's a flat uh, dry town in the middle of nowhere yeah, there's a lot of right. there's a lot of problems um <laughs> but you know it's it's, it's also it's, it's one of those takes that's amazing because and i i love takes like this because as you unwrap them they're like uh matryoshka dolls, like they just they they keep becoming better and better because you unwrap it like the you know the the you, I'm sure any of you growing up in the 90s saw the um, you know why doesn't the Air Force have to do a bake sale bumper sticker, um, but what I want to say about that is werder's take is actually worse than that take because at least the people who want the Air Force to do a bake sale understand that federal funding funds both the Air Force and teachers. Um, werder doesn't seem to understand that the uh, that the Texas Rangers don't fund Dallas police officers.
1: Yeah, they're not even in Dallas. No, they're
0: in Arlington. It would be a real <laughs> weird thing. Like, <laughs> I you know, I guess they could. I guess if they really wanted to donate all their profits to the police, they they could do that. Um, I don't think it's likely.
1: Yeah, I don't think. it I don't know. I guess that would be, pre- be pretty popular though. But well, yeah, yeah, no, that for sure. I mean that that's a real weird one, and it's really funny too to see like, all right, this is a guy is a football reporter, and he's like sticking his neck out here to be like. You know, consarn it. Why don't we uh I
0: don't know. Why don't we make um, their contracts worse like my sport?
1: Yeah, like or or whatever like whatever he thinks is going on here is just like, you know what's funny? Like yeah, yeah, and and you're right, you know, you unpack it and you think is he say like is you know, okay, he said these two things right next to each other. Um, but like, so I'm betting that th- he like thinks that these two things are related. Like, does he think Prince Fielder should pay more taxes? Like, okay, I can get on board with that. That
0: makes sense. Yeah. But I don't, but you like, know, I don't think that's where he's going.
1: No. And, and you know what? Prince Fielder didn't get a raise either. No, like, no. So, so this isn't like some new amount of money that's like newly owed to Prince Fielder. Prince Fielder like, probably is-
0: signed his contract the same time the Dallas police and firefighters did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably true. Yeah, back and, in 2010
1: and they probably well as an aggregate but anyway i mean so man yeah that's is, that is a that is an all time it's right. a that, wonderful that, one i yeah you know what i that is that is without a doubt the take of the week
0: oh. and we'll, we'll we'll edit in the little stamp where it goes like shum, and someone <laughs> in a low voice goes take of the week
1: <laughs> oh man uh we got to get we got to get we got to get some drops for this you know yeah just be like get take of the
0: week <laughs> get get the interns on it yeah, that's right. Oh, we yeah. Even pay Phillip, them for. Uh, okay,
1: Philip Philip just gave me the thumbs up from behind the class. Great. Okay, thanks so, Phil. Yeah, we're, thanks buddy. We're good.
0: We're good to go. Um
1: yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything else?
0: No, I think we're good.
1: Cool. Uh all right. Uh, well, you can find us in iTunes. Uh, I think we're just going to be on the BGN radio feed for now, so you can find us where you find them. Yeah, but rate um, and review them. Um, rate and review
0: them, yeah, bgnradio.com. And if you don't like uh, us, don't don't take it out on them. You know, just yeah. – they hired us. They're you're doing their best.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They took a big swing on us. We signed a three-year contract. So, and re- Meanwhile, Prince Fielder. Yeah. Um, yeah. Making so, way less it, than it,
0: us, but we are also <laughs> making way more than the police department. So uh,
1: so I, I think I'm supposed to say you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Google Play probably. Uh, find us on Twitter. Uh, Yeah,
0: I think that's it. I think we're done here. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, Matt. I'll see you next week. See you soon.